Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Pageants and Prosecco. This episode is kicking off seven days of Pageants and Prosecco. My birthday is Thursday, December 20th, so I am going to drop a new episode every day up until my birthday to round out my season one. And of course, the international pageant scene, Miss Universe, all those are coming to an end as well. So I figured it's a good time to round out season one, take a break for my birthday and for the holidays and for Christmas and focus and get ready for a season two, which is going to be big. So stay tuned. I have a new episode for you pretty much every day, depending on when you're listening to this. So to kick off our seven days of Brittany, I have one of my pageant sisters, Brittany, on today's episode. And let's just get to know her. So Brittany Alston is an event producer, a music marketer, with a master's degree in arts and entertainment management. She comes from Milwaukee with over eight years of event production experience, like a choreographer. She was also a sound engineer, event producer, and then so much more. In 2018, Brittany took off her pageant crown and put on the entrepreneur hat and established Be Chic Productions to serve the Milwaukee area as an event coordinator and a producer. She is currently Miss Milwaukee 2018, promoting her platform, Project Unplugged, which is a campaign to increase electronic recycling and reduce electronic waste. She was also Miss Black Wisconsin USA 2016 and competed at Miss Black USA the same year that I did um, in 2016. And she was also Miss Black and Gold New Epsilon Chapter in 2015. This episode is really nice. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Get your glasses ready all the week, really. <laughs> and tune in. This is another goodie for you. Hope you enjoy it. Peace. Well, when you do drink Prosecco, do you know what kind of what kind you get? I do. I actually had to look up how to say it. The Mionetta or Mionetto. Oh, I don't think I've heard of that one. Mionetto. It's like the first one I tried. Oh. And ever since I'm like, I just got to get that one since I know I like it. Is it like orange? Yeah. Okay. The bottle is kind of greenish and they have that orange label. Yeah. I think I, I know what you're talking about. I haven't had it. Is okay. it good? Well, obviously, it is. Be. Like I said, it was a it was the first one I tried, so I don't have much to compare it to. But I like that it's a little crisp and sweet, especially more than champagne. Yeah, and that's what I love about it. Yeah, champagnes are typically going to be drier in nature and have more of a toast taste to it. That's what people say, a toast taste to it. Um, I don't like champagne myself at all. Like, and I tried a lot of champagne, and I just can't get jiggy with it. <laughs> but I do like a good Prosecco. Yeah, <laughs> so um, I always compare it to champagne because the person who introduced it to me was like, we have to make mimosas tomorrow with the leftovers. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah, let's try it. And, like, ever since, whenever I get a mimosa, I ask for Prosecco instead of champagne. Yeah, well, Prosecco is, like, Italy's version of champagne. Uh-huh. So, it works It works out. And it helps balance the, the acidity and orange juice. I don't know if you know that. That's why they use it. Oh, perfect. I had no idea. I just knew it. And it tastes really good, too. Brittany? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, perfect. I'm like, what happened? I'm still here. Oh, yeah. It's just like, stop, stop for a second. Oh, okay. All right, but don't sure. worry. All this, cool. I can always like edit and work out and fix it up. Okay, cool. All right. So let's talk about you. How are you doing? And 
how has life been as Miss Milwaukee Earth USA? Yeah, I'm, I'd say I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm very busy, but that's how I like it. I've always been like super involved in different activities in school or extracurriculars even to work. So as long as I'm busy, I'm in a good mood. <laughs> and with uh, Miss Milwaukee, it's been great. Obviously, like with every rain, it kind of dies down a bit after the pageant. So I had my pageant at the end of May, May mm-hmm. 25th and May 26th. And um, although I did not win, I still had an amazing experience. So ever since then, I've kind of shifted my focus to producing the first Miss Milwaukee Earth pageant. And that will funnel into the Miss Wisconsin pageant that'll happen next April 2019. So that's been great. Um, Although, like I said, I'm not doing too much as like a reigning title holder but more so as a local director now I'm still kind of operating as Miss Milwaukee 2018. Are you excited to take this next step going from contestant to title holder to director now? Yeah I am I'm very excited especially since this has been my goal for a long time so when we competed together for Miss Black USA Mm-hmm. That was uh, one of my motivating factors to get involved in pageantry. I have been interested and involved with producing events in general, and I wanted to learn more about pageantry. It seemed fun. I love being on stage and performing, being a classically trained ballet dancer. So I thought that pageantry would be another great avenue that was. So um finding the system that I really enjoyed I really love working with the state director and after competing at the state level and still having a great relationship with her I realized that this was probably a great entry level for me to be the local director for Miss Milwaukee and you're talking about Gigi right yeah Gigi Kerr yes I love Gigi I know mm-hmm. her as well she's one of my I know one yeah. of my pageant friends <laughs> yeah pretty cool she actually started in Chicago first um mm-hmm. with Miss Illinois she was the director there in 2016 so I wouldn't be surprised if that's how you all met and um yeah, she moved to Madison with her husband and from there you know she expanded and I'd say under her leadership the states that she has are doing really well yeah and that's what is important like as a director to make sure not only are your girls well taken care of but that your system prospers and ultimately that's by having more contestants so that way you can continue to do it next more you know next year and have a really good pageant system and ultimately have a good reputation in this business you know yeah yeah exactly and I think that she kind of launched to the top really quickly because she has a very good reputation, especially within the Miss Earth USA system. And I can even vouch for her being such a great director, not only focusing on her reigning title holders, but all of her contestants. We had at least an hour long video call when I first accepted my local title, um, talking about different things I needed to do to prepare for the pageant. And I thought that was just awesome that she did take out the time to do that. Mm-hmm. And I was just a contestant. Yeah. Definitely agree. That's pretty bomb. So now since you're a director, what is one thing you are taking from your pageant experience to kind of make you a good director when it comes to producing the Miss Milwaukee pageant? I think uh, transparency. So just letting the girls know like what is um, expected of them throughout their reign. Something that I took pride in was that I worked hard to Um, really promote my platform and show that I had passion for it and it wasn't just a requirement to get points so being able to like lead by example but also promoting that with you know the potential contestants and letting them know that it is fun to volunteer at these eco-friendly events and promoting ecotourism and environmental awareness and such Mm -hmm. so really being able to promote the impactful side of the pageant has been one of my focuses and then also um just preparing to be of great support like we're asking people to give us their money 
to give us their time and effort. And that has to be reciprocated through the service that's provided. And so I'm really looking forward to having a great pageant and making it worthwhile for all of the women, not just the title holders or young women, I should say, sorry. Oh, what does some of your prize package include? Do you know, have you started working with anyone yet? Yeah, well, um, with Gigi being such a great state director, she's already um, partnered me with her sponsoring photographer and makeup artist. So the winners will actually have their official photo shoot for the state pageant already covered in their makeup for their official photo shoot. And also we are producing the um, first ever Eco Warrior fashion show in November as well. And so title holders, but also contestants who are interested will be able to walk in that fashion show. And super excited about that too. Haven't put too much focus on it because I want the pageant to be at a certain level as well. Yeah before I um, put too much focus on that. But that's something I'm super excited about. Only a few weeks into their reign, the new title holders and other contestants will be able to walk in a Midwest fashion show. Oh my gosh. How cool is that? That's awesome. Right? So what is, um, so- what is part of your platform for the pageant? Because I know you mentioned it being eco-friendly and that's kind of what the Miss Earth system bases itself on is being Earth-friendly. And that's why it's called Miss Earth. So kind of what is yeah. your personal platform? My personal platform was focused on um, e-waste and recycling old electronics throughout the city of Milwaukee. And obviously for everyone who is in my reach, that was something that I truly promoted. And the reason why I thought it was important to talk about that is because we live in such a tech heavy age where you can get a new phone every year if you wanted to. Um, we recycle laptops like crazy, you know, so many things, even like earbuds, those go bad in just a few months. And all of these items aren't necessarily being disposed of correctly. So I really wanted to put emphasis on that because it's such a huge part in everyone's life, um, having multiple electronic devices. So encouraging them to recycle their items responsibly. And in Milwaukee, I focused on the Goodwill, they also have an initiative called E-Cycle, and people can take their items there to be recycled properly and lower the amount of e-waste that we have on our planet. And so that was my focus on my platform, and it's still my focus. One of the biggest things I think about on a daily basis when it comes to recycling and being more um, sustainable in my living. You know, I never thought about that, too, because usually my phone's when I turn them in, I just turn them in and then it's gone and they, they do whatever it is. But electronics, I don't really know what I do with my stuff. Is it kind of just disappear when I get new ones? <laughs> exactly. And I, I heard just a few weeks ago this phrase like throwing it away isn't just away. Like away is a place. Yeah. And unfortunately, that could be an underdeveloped country where like kids are being exposed to you know, these crazy decomposing metals and stuff or, um, right, or in like landfills causing issues. It's a lot. And I won't like go into that wormhole. <laughs> but that's why I became so passionate about it, because people don't really think about it. And um, even companies who we trust or recycle our items, such as our phone companies, when we upgrade, they aren't necessarily sending them to the correct places either. So drawing awareness to that really became a passion of mine because it's so impactful just by recycling your own items and you don't have to feel like you have to move a mountain to make a difference mm-hmm. that's kind of, so that's why that's why I chose it that's really deep because I, I just really I'm just sitting here thinking about it and I don't think I ever thought about that at all <laughs> yeah okay huh well <laughs> Now I'll be more cognizant of it because who knew? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like that's all it takes is to be more aware of it. And, you know, hopefully more and more people will start to make um, the effort to recycle their items. And that makes a difference. So where should people, like how should they dispose of them properly? So depending on your state, your city, wherever you live, um, there are certain 
collection sites in which you can take them to. So that's why I promoted Goodwill because it's somewhat universal. They do have a worldwide, worldwide, sorry, reach. So going there just seemed like a good um, starting point for me to mention, especially when I kicked off this campaign. It was during the spring. So springtime cleaning, people are doing that already, taking their clothes and whatnot to Goodwill. So why not throw, you know, the old laptop in the bag? Right. Um, But there are other facilities in cities and they are like most likely the same type of places where you will go to take oversized trash, um, like old TVs and stuff like that. They have another area that's specific for um, old electronics. And I don't have that information off the top of my head right now, but I can give it to you later if you um, want to put in the show notes where people can research where their recycling facilities are for their city or state. Okay, definitely. Because now I'm going to, you know, make sure I'm looking at of it. I really don't change my laptops. I keep my, I had the same laptop from college. So it's still kicking. Oh, wow. You must have a good MacBook there. It's not even a MacBook. It's a Dell. It's a PC. It's what? My Dell went out on me in like three years. And that's why I switched to MacBook. Because all my friends had MacBooks for like four plus years. Yeah, mine is kind of, I don't know, I guess I bought it brand new, and it's a touchscreen, so maybe it was ahead of the time. Oh, maybe. And, yeah, I just really started really using my computer, like, at home as, like, an actual computer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, right. and, like, the new, like recently, like, probably, like, last year or so, because I was just using it just in school, and then, I don't know, I don't know. But anyway. Yeah, I didn't touch my laptop for a long time. Yeah. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. Okay. So kind of getting more into you and your work and your effort. I know you like to produce events, but you're also an entrepreneur with B-Shake University. Mm -hmm. And so can you tell us how you are able to, well, first of all, what is it? Kind of explain to us, because I've been following you, and I know you're trying to help out young people and college students navigate the college world and uh, transition smoothly with your book. But how Mm. are you also helping out entrepreneurs like with the side hustle and everything else that you're doing? Yeah, so uh, B-Sheik University was originally a blog that started June 2015. And um, being right out of undergrad, having just graduated and feeling like super successful. Like I had the best college experience ever. I thought that I should share some of my best practices. Where did you go? Especially with being like, I went to uh, Lewis University. It's a small Catholic school in um, Illinois, in Romeoville, Illinois. Um, But I felt that like, I I just kind of took the experience by the horns and I ran with it. I got involved in as many organizations as I could. I ran for student government president and won. And I joined my sorority, like so much happened in that time frame that also develops my leadership skills. And I feel like to this day, there are so many things that I experienced and learned that has developed me into the young professional that I am. So I created Bishik University, the blog, to talk about different areas in which students could be successful, not just with academics, but also uh, with personal finances, um, preparing for their future careers. Um, just being more organized. So those are the different topics of my blog. But as I continued through grad school and then eventually graduated from grad school as well, my focus or passions kind of changed as well. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to move more into event planning. And so I wanted to keep the name Be Chic. And I think I want to keep that as like the umbrella company name. But now that I am more into event planning. I've been helping uh, future brides. So I've been doing wedding planning, oh. but then also wanting to, I know, like, who would have thought? But <laughs> yeah. It's been fun doing that too. Yeah. Um, but as far as helping other entrepreneurs, I kind of see myself in a like consultant base um, place right now with that. And it's, it's not official or anything, but because that had been my focus for so long in undergrad and graduate school, I am always um, a sounding board or someone who can give advice for 
different people building their um, businesses. So eventually I will be launching my full-fledged online course to help people build their business and just like the basics, developing your brand, developing your product or service, basic marketing skills and um, money management. And uh, that's where I'm at with that, but it's still in the development stages. It takes a long time. Yeah. So online course. Yeah. So many facets, but that's essentially Be Chic events, online courses, and my blog. What got you really interested in saying that you are successful in how you went through college and that you kind of wanted to put your information out there and to step out there on faith? What was that motivating factor for you? Um, honestly, just having the, the light competition within myself I'd say the pivotal moment of my freshman year was towards the end of the school year, one of the senior students who worked in the student library with me came to um, her shift at the library with this medallion around her neck. And I was like, oh, cool. What is that for? And she said, oh, I'm an honors student and I'll be graduating with high honors because I maintained a 3.9 GPA. Mm. And I thought, oh my God, that's amazing. How do I get one? <laughs> and so from that point on, I just was laser focused on um, being productive uh, when it came to doing homework, but then still also pursuing things on the side, such as my student groups that I was a part of. So I was in campus ministry. I was in the gospel choir and student government. So not only was I pressured to like do well in academics because I had these other things on my plate but I was like forced into a student leader because I was so active in these different groups so having graduated knowing that I met my goal to graduate with high honors I did as well it wasn't a 3.9 GPA but I had 3.75 which I'm very proud of that still works and then also be yeah yeah I'll take it so um (laughs) And then also being able to graduate saying I was student body president for two years and, you know, I managed to be involved in these other organizations as well and still do well in my academics. I was very proud of myself for meeting those pretty high goals, I'd say. Um, so after being able to say this is what I've accomplished, I took a step back and said, well, what did I do that really put me in a good position to be successful? Because I had friends who took longer to graduate than I did or who weren't as involved in campus but still struggled with their homework. And I really wanted to be able to help the next group of kids who came through to do, you know, even better than we did. Kind of like, you know, setting stuff up for the next generation so that we can continue to progress as a people. And so now I'm talking more so about, you know, the Black community, but Mm -hmm. that's how I felt. And I felt like that was my my responsibility was to make it better for the next group so that we can continue to progress. Yeah, that's excellent. That's excellent. I think some people are kind of, you know, selfish in a way because they hold on to like their education and their experience when their story needs to be told because, or experience needs to be shared or less needs to be taught because other people don't know. They were in the same steps as you and you learned what you had to learn. And so don't be selfish with what God gave you. Kind of use it for good. So I definitely feel it. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yep. Thank you. So now since you are in Wisconsin and you are graduated and you're an entrepreneur, (laughs) (laughs) what would be one of your favorite places to travel? Man, I don't think that I've traveled enough, but um, I'd say that my favorite destination so far has been Austin, Texas. Oh, nice. Because, yeah, and it's a great music city. I'm also very passionate about music. That's what my degrees are in. And I had the opportunity to attend the South by Southwest conference, music conference in 2017. And that was just hands down one of the best experiences I've had. And that um, experience alone is what catapulted my my planning and launching of the other facets of Be Chic. 
So um, I got more focused on event planning and stuff like that just from being inspired by the entrepreneurs who were in attendance. So even though it was music focused, I felt very inspired to do more with Be Chic and not just getting a job after graduation. Cause that was my focus in 2017 is getting a job after graduate school and being able to take care of myself. Um, but now I'm at a point where I feel stable with my company where I can start dabbling a little bit more in my side business. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. And I know you also try to like help people have a side hustle and have a side business. How do you, how are you able to balance both? I think it's all about having a good plan. So um, I kind of coined from uh, one of our pageant sisters, um, Nicole, Ms. Black, Michigan, USA, 2016. Oh yeah. Um, I know <laughs> ending, you know, your nine to five to, to go to your, five to nine, being able to have the discipline to say, okay, for this amount of time, I'm going to accomplish this today. And just having that consistent work um, throughout the week, whether it's daily or every other day, helps you make progress, but, you know, still be able to balance it with a full-time job. You're still making it to work nine to five, but putting in a consistent work outside of that is what makes the difference. Okay, yeah. I think that's one of my biggest struggles is working and then wanting to work on my business when I get off of work. Like, I just want to just lay out and just relax, you know? Exactly. And, you know, you can do that two to three times a week. But <laughs> <laughs> the other the other days, you got to be focused. And it really helps just having a plan, setting goals for yourself and saying, you know, this week I'm going to complete X, Y, and Z. And you make it your mission to complete that. And next thing you know, you're miles ahead of other people who are just still thinking about having a side hustle. True. Even if you're side hustle, because sometimes it could be competing for a pageant too, you know? Exactly. You got to work and then you still got to go to the gym before or after work. You got to eat healthy in between. Interview mm-hmm. prep walking prep, you know, paperwork. It's a lot that takes, so I consider pageants also kind of a side hustle as well. It is. It takes the exact same amount of work ethic, um, determination, and time. Like, you literally have to be consistent with everything that you just mentioned over time in order to see major results. And I think a lot of people fail to remember that as well. It takes time. I started my blog in 2015, but I don't feel like I was really making traction until 2018. So having that patience is something that many of us lack, including myself. And I think if if you stay consistent over time, you'll get the results that you want. Okay. So would you say that's one of your top pieces of advice for people who are competing is to be consistent during their, like once they clock out and have to work on the pageant prep yeah for sure and to be honest that's the thing I struggled with the most was consistency or um, sticking to the plan that I set but the moment that I followed everything to the T that I had set out for myself for like two weeks straight I saw major differences wow oh being consistent with your plan makes the biggest difference and honestly that that separates the the dedicated um, people from the, I think I want to do this. We're just having fun, <laughs> you know, people. I just want to meet new people. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> Would you have any other uh, pageant advice for people during their pageant days or during their reign? Um, yeah, so... I'd say during the rain, obviously you are already blessed with an opportunity to serve whatever service area you live in and, and volunteer and such. But in the back of your mind, there's always, or at the forefront, there's always that next crown, that next level. And I think if um, you're able to step back and realize, you know, I've gained this and that from the journey alone, 
not even just from the pageant week, but from my individual journey, that makes the experience all the more enriching at the end, uh, being able to appreciate the growth throughout that entire time and appreciate the opportunity to serve at the local state or whatever level it may be mm-hmm. um, is very important. I'm very appreciative that that is the experience I had going for Miss Wisconsin Earth because I did not win. I didn't even get, get to give my, my onstage question answer, which I think I would have killed. But anyway, that's another <laughs> story. Um, I, I was still very appreciative and very humbled and uh, just honored that I had gone through that experience and being able to see the areas in which I had grown, it was worth it. Oh my gosh. Okay. You're dropping like so many nice little nuggets on me today. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help you know. Yeah. So, okay. So do you think becoming a state director has been one of your most defining moments? I don't know. Or oh, do you have another have most defining I'm... moment as Miss Milwaukee? Um, you know, I'm not even sure. I definitely have to say that I'm still living through that journey Ooh. Um, where I can't even really give you a full like 2020 view of how it's been. Okay. Because I'm still in it. But I love that. I would say that my experience with the Miss Earth USA pageant system has played an integral role in my pageant development. Gotcha. Um, and I, I will forever be grateful for that. Miss Black USA was awesome. And I was so fortunate to have that state title because that was only my second pageant ever. But um, looking back on it, I realized there was still so much I didn't know, even though I had learned so much in that year. So being able to go from like a novice to not necessarily an expert, but I say a veteran. I've been around Mm -hmm. for a few years now. Um, being able to do that with the Miss Earth USA system was very beneficial. And I can say that at least it has definitely played a huge role in solidifying my want to be a director. And then also learning more about pageantry and kind of defining who I am. In- okay. I love that. I love that. And I think we all have our own little like, expertise when it comes to pageants whether you're on stage backstage a judge an expert I think we all are good at something in the pageant world so I'm glad you said that that's a great point to bring up so now I'm curious what are you doing during your free time when you're not planning events and you're not being a beauty queen what do you like to do in your free time I'd say um outside of that the only thing I'm really doing is sleeping. <laughs> but uh, same, same, same. At this particularly, um, that's what's consuming my time, and I love it. Like I said at the beginning, I love being a busybody, and not just being busy to be busy, but to be doing meaningful things. So productive. Not only am I um, preparing for some events coming up. But I'm also planning my own wedding that's happening next year. So that's exciting, even though it's more work. When is it? It's in May. It's okay. actually going to be, well, I'm not sure if I can tell you the day, but I'll tell you it's in May 2019. Okay. For any of my followers or friends on social media, they will know soon. Perfect. Um, <laughs> but I'm also doing that. And so... And now everyone knows I have a fiance. I'd say, congratulations too. I'm getting engaged. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It, it's been a while now, but <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Um, we, it seems like we've been planning forever. But if I'm if I'm not planning an event or working on my blog or whatever it may be, I'm probably just on a date or watching a movie with him. I feel like we spend so much time together. I'm surprised we're not sick of each other yet. Well, I mean, you can't be. It's too soon now. It's too early. You got 800 more years. Well, we've been dating for almost 
we've been dating for almost eight Aww. years so it's it's starting to become old hat but we um we still are in the honeymoon phase I'd say of our relationship as a whole oh that's so cute that's so cute I feel like a lot of people have got engaged this year <laughs> yeah like this year alone I've seen a lot of engagements yeah I feel the same way yeah and I always thought you know when just um dating and not being engaged yet that everybody was getting engaged I couldn't wait for my time you know why is it so much of this on my timeline mm-hmm. right now but now that I'm one of those people I'm like oh my god how many of us is and it now, now I'm like oh. where are all these people getting engaged when is my time gonna come <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> and you know there's there's phases so um you know maybe when you're engaged there's gonna be another slew of people who all get engaged at the same time it's, it's weird it's just always in clumps it never happens you know at a nice steady rate so lots of weddings to prepare for at one time that's my other piece of advice be prepared to have all of your summer wedding dresses ready oh i already found my wedding. wedding dress i just gotta find a groom at this point yeah yeah <laughs> I actually went to a store two weeks ago no three weeks ago I was looking for a black cocktail dress for my pageant and it was also a wedding mm-hmm. store a wedding dress store so of course I like looked over at the wedding dress side and I was like well let me just walk a little bit closer and that's how I was dressed and it was just yeah. so pretty I was like well I just I gotta just try it on let me just at least try it on I can't just walk I, uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? This is it. Let me just stop putting this on layaway now, and I can just start paying it off. That way, when the time comes, I don't have to worry about it. I mean, that's a thing. Like women do that. If you know what you want, why not? That's such yeah. a thing. I just don't want to be too caught up in. I know a lot of people are like caught up in dresses, but I think like edge pageant girls, you know, you try on a few dresses and you kind of know your style. You know what what you like, right. and it's just like I don't want to spend eight thousand dollars on a dress. But I don't want it to be too crazy because I don't want to get attached to it. Because that's my biggest problem, getting attached to a dress. And you never mm-hmm. want to, like, throw it away or anything. Right. And then, like, you only wear it one time, you know, like pageants as well. So it's like, where's that middle ground where I can have the amazing dress of my dreams that's, like, chic enough but reasonable where you're okay with paying that price and it only being a one-time use. Mm-hmm. I got to find like a, a bodysuit or something and get like a nice skirt to wear around it for my dress or something. I think that'd be cute. I love that idea. See, I love all these non-traditional dress ideas where you can do like the statement jumpsuit or um, the like floor length maxi, like dressier maxi type mm-hmm. dresses. But I, I can't bring myself to do that for my ceremony. So I'm <laughs> trying to find every additional activity, like not only the bridal shower, but the bachelorette activity on top of the bachelorette weekend and the bridal luncheon and the reception and the cake cutting to have all my additional outfits. for. Oh, yeah. You need at least like four or five outfit changes a day of alone. At least three exactly. during your reception. That's just common courtesy <laughs> for the guests. <laughs> <laughs> how rude of it would it be for me to stay in the same outfit all night that's just disrespectful for you guys <laughs> you came for the show and I'm gonna give it to you <laughs> oh my gosh I love it uh yeah that's definitely gonna be like me extra we gotta be extra we're pageant people we gotta be extra <laughs> you have to like like you said it's literally a disservice to the people that know you because they're expecting you <laughs> oh my goodness Okay, so like getting back to you, so you are starting courses online, but mm-hmm. do you have a favorite book that you would like to recommend to us? Yeah, um, I would say that my top book right now is The Little Black Book of Success um, Laws of Leadership for Black Ooh, Women. Oh, I never heard of it. That's the full title. Yeah, it's a full title for anyone who wants to look it up. Wait, say it one um, time. It's The Little Black Book of Success. Yep, The Little Black Book of Success, and the subtitle is Laws of Leadership for Black Women. I believe the main 
um, contributor that will pop up in searches is Elaine Merrill Brown. Okay. But it should be easy to find with that title. I think it's like a pretty specific title. Okay. I love that book. I uh, purchased it right after I got my first full-time job. So I had just received the offer a little over a year ago. And I um, really wanted to be ready for that corporate environment. And this book was so relatable because it's for Black women and they, they're they able to talk Black woman and also be able to talk corporate women. the little black book of success was um very helpful in my first year getting used to the corporate environment but kind of recognizing some ways where I may be unique as a black woman and one chapter that I really appreciated talked about the mothering nature of black women and how that can possibly be taken for granted in the workplace so where I might have thought that I was coming off as a team player you know, someone willing to do what had to be done and get the task done, that might be taken advantage of because that's the mothering nature in me. So I really appreciated that chapter out of the book. And they talk about other things such as like effective communication, understanding the office culture, um, positioning yourself to move up. And each chapter incorporates a little section that includes like little mom phrases different like phrases that we probably know from growing up and like related to that chapter. So I thought that was cool. And they also encourage you to create a little black book of success. So being able to log your achievements, um, talk about areas of growth that you notice in yourself going through your, your corporate environment. So it's really cool. And I definitely recommend it for um, anyone going into the corporate environment, any woman, going into the corporate environment and wanting to put their best foot forward. Okay. You definitely gotta check it out. Little Black Book of Success, Laws of Leadership for Black Women. Yes. I'm looking at it now on the internet. And it's like $10 at Barnes & Noble, $5 on eBay, $28 on Walmart. So, and they got a four out of five review. So that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And the NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Literary Work. Yes. Okay. So cool. Yeah, I definitely should look into that. All right. So, Brittany, do you have any <laughs> life advice or any personal affirmation that you use that you kind of want to leave us with today? Um. Yeah, I just came across this quote. I believe Sunday or the Sunday before. It was super recent, but I feel like it really resonated where where I was in life right now. Okay, we'll take it. And um, the preacher said in his sermon, your legacy is where your purpose is, not your plan. Oh. And the reason why that resonated with me is because I am a planner. I am someone who, you know, sets a goal to get a task done. And I basically rate, rate myself on, my ability to do that task but I think that it is also important to realize what was my motivating factor to get that done what was my reason for um pursuing that idea and I find myself thinking that all the time what is my purpose for doing this is this to be impactful for someone else or is it for self-gratification and I've definitely been wanting to make sure that my decisions are to have an impact on other people's lives and to be purposeful in what I do and not to just be task oriented. So I would challenge everyone who listens to this episode to make sure that your focus is on your purpose and that your legacy ends up being your purpose and not just the fact that you completed a task well. And um, I hope it really resonates with someone like it did for me. That is kind of, that's really good. That's real deep because, like, a lot of times things don't go, things don't go according to plan, you know? Exactly. But you might get to the same, like, what you plan on doing in a different way, just not step by step the way you saw it. 
but the way God wanted you to go there, you know? Exactly. Yes. Like you are preaching right now. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's what people need to hear that, you know, it may not go as planned, especially something that us pageant girls need to hear every now and then you may think that that was the title meant for you. You may have thought I am the next this blank and when it doesn't happen you have to realize that that was God's plan that was all his doing and there's another one down the line waiting for you specifically for you not the one you thought was for you but the one that's for you yes I love it I love it (laughs) because even like now you're just like what the heck like if you don't win you're like what the heck did I do wrong and then you can walk into another win. and it wasn't necessarily that you were supposed to win miss so-and-so but maybe God's purpose was for you to be a national title holder, period. doesn't matter what system, even though you competed in this system 45 times, maybe you just wanted to be a national title holder. And that was the system you saw for you. But God saw you as a national title holder, period. doesn't matter what system you got in. But, you know, this is the one that he wants for you. Exactly. Yeah. See, I, I knew you would feel that one. You <laughs> wavelength with that one. <laughs> Yeah, and you just got to know, like, you know, God knows, like, your biggest heart's desires. And just, you know, yeah. sometimes it's not meant for you. And I'm kind of, like, learning that myself, too. Like, maybe it's not meant for you to necessarily win, but maybe it's meant for you to just be there. Like, the last pageant I did, I really wanted to win so bad. But then when I got home and realized what happened, I realized maybe I was put in that pageant so I can be a journalist and tell the story of what happened in that pageant. Not necessarily to win. I don't think I was in the cards for me to win. It was more so in the cards for me to be there and to experience it. So that way I have a story and I have more motivation. And that's kind of how this podcast started off. You know, who said, who knew I would have got this idea for this podcast had I not went to that pageant. That's amazing. And I love that. I'm definitely someone who loves pursuing different opportunities based on, you know, different situations and, who knows how this will affect the lives of the people listening to the show. And I'm just glad that you were at that point in life where you were able to realize, you know, there's this opportunity that has come out of the pageant for me, even though it wasn't the crown and you ran with it. I love it. Yep. Yep. You got, you got to kind of make a story up in your head, you know, because <laughs> your, <laughs> your eyes are winning. Are, you know, your odds of winning are way, way low. Like, you have, like, a 1% chance, you know, if you compete against 100 people, of winning. So, you got to have a, a story ready to go. <laughs> That's what someone told me, too, because you, you never know what's going on. You know, people say different set of judges, different, different winner, different night, different whatever the phrase is. But, like, you got to, and you can beat yourself up for the next eight weeks wondering why you didn't win. But if you come up with your own story, because you want to know the actual story, maybe you were just too short or maybe you were just, you know, too black or too proud of it. <laughs> so you got to you gotta tell yourself something so that way you can move on, you know? Right. And that tough skin will get you through a lot other experiences in life mm-hmm. that are more influential, I should say, to to your livelihood or your health or whatever it may be than pageantry. And maybe it's preparing you for, who knows, a, another tough time. Yeah. But it's all about plan, you know, whatever happens, we just got to go with it. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. Cause you never know if you like apply for a job you got on TV and they got to put you through all these tasks. You're like, you know, I read this before because I competed as so-and-so and that was a whole week on of, adventure and whatnot waking up early or you might need to go on go sees and you maybe you're on American Time model and you gotta go on all these go sees and you don't know what to do but you did this before because you woke up at five o'clock in the morning for a pageant on pageant week and had to be ready to go and you know like you never know what may happen yeah. <laughs> you sound like you're fresh off a of pageant because you are still <laughs> can you tell it's been two weeks yeah two weeks since I competed for Miss Black America it takes so long to recover from a national pageant, though, so I don't blame you. Yeah, I was asleep yeah. for, like, all of last week. That's why I'm up now. <laughs> right. You just now recovering. You had to sleep first. You had to hibernate. Uh, 
totally 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 but I know you have a lot on your plate and I know you're gonna help your girls get there and help them compete and prepare as much as they can for both Miss Milwaukee and as Miss Milwaukee goes to Miss Wisconsin and as Miss Wisconsin goes to Miss Earth so I'm excited to watch you on social media as you grow and become a director and become this new leadership position in pageantry and I'm super excited for you and I'm excited to see like where you guys can take the Midwest in pageants and make it that much better yeah thank you like putting the team on my back you know Midwest is coming for these crowns yeah and it has to because there's so many pretty people in Wisconsin Illinois is a big pageant state and it's not like down south where people are like born like this. But you know, <laughs> our way. We're making our way. And I'm glad to see that you are a part of it. Thank you. I hope to do well. You will. I believe you will. And it was great to have you on our show today on Pageants and Prosecco. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored um, to be selected for this. So I hope it's a great episode. It will be. And you just made my day and I'm sure the day of all of our listeners just that much better. (laughs) How are your glasses? Are they empty? I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode sitting down with Miss Royalty International, Marissa. She is such a gem and she's such a doll. Someone who I uh, can say is one of my pageant friends from the business and one of my pageant sisters from competing. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe and share this episode and share this podcast with some of your pageant and wine friends as well. So you guys have something to listen to. But tune in next time. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Until you hear from me again. Cheers.